Hello and welcome to Beat the Bell episode 3. I'm Ian Whitfield, joined here by Shane Riley. Shane, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Ian. There's some big sports topics we get to uh, talk about this episode, so I'm very excited. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's just it's a, a little bit of a down week in uh, sports as of right now, but we got some a few interesting topics to go over, starting with Nolan Arenado, who uh, recently received a contract extension with the uh, Colorado Rockies for two, worth up to $260 million for eight years. Is he really worth more than Manny Machado per year, in your opinion, Shane? Uh, in my opinion, I do not believe Manny, uh, he is worth more than Manny Machado. Uh, this contract is shorter than Manny's, so like it's less of a commitment for the Rockies as well as having a like a three-year opt-out. Uh, but like in, in for the question, he's definitely not worth as much as Manny Machado because he does play in the Rockies, so obviously your numbers will be uh, boosted a certain amount because uh, higher altitude, the ball tends to fly a bit farther, even though they did move the fences back uh, in their stadium. But I personally believe that Manny Machado uh, helps an organization more uh, they're they're around the si- similar, very similar on defense. They're both uh, tremendous third basemen because Manny Machado will be moving back to third base this year. But I I think Manny Machado has proven that he can really hit in any ballpark. Uh, he's a tremendous hitter. Uh, g- got some good power. He can hit for contact. He's not a slow guy. He can move around the bases. I think. Uh, I'm not saying Arenado's uh, not a good hitter, but I believe the Rockies tend to help hitters a lot. So I mean, I definitely think that Manny Machado is worth more per year than. Uh, Nolan Arenado. Yeah, I would tend to agree with you on that. But just, oh, sorry, I do agree with you on that. But just, it's just, I think Nolan Arenado. Don't get me wrong, Manny Machado has a great glove and great defensive skills. But Nolan Arenado has received a Golden Glove every single year he's been in Major League Baseball. That's that's no small um, accomplishment. So I think that's a nice little addition that Colorado is probably looking at. Not to mention the fact he's just tearing it up on the hitting side. He's one of the best players. In baseball, arguably top three, top four player in baseball right now. And I think that the Colorado Rockies did the right thing signing him. I don't know if he's worth as much as Machado just based on the pure fact that um, he's obviously batting in Colorado, boosts his stats a little bit. But, I mean, if he's staying in Colorado and he's putting up those stats, I mean, you might as well pay him like he's a normal player, right? So Because he's going to be playing half his games in Colorado, which is just going to allow him to keep putting up those consistent numbers. Uh, yeah, I would definitely agree that Colorado is a perfect fit for him. Uh, getting into our second topic, uh, last night against the Atlanta Hawks, James Harden lost his 30-point-per-game streak, which uh, ended at a tremendous 32 games, which is, I think, second all-time. Is it better for him and the Rockets that this streak ended, or um, do you think that he should have tried to keep it going? I mean, obviously, I'm a big fan of like individual player accomplishment. Also, that's kind of why I'm like I'm always a fan of like LeBron and goat conversations and stuff because like teams can carry you to different things. Don't get me wrong, MJ didn't get carried or anything, but I'm not having this discussion right now. But I am a big fan of player individuality being like success. That's why I like I think Russell Westbrook, Wilt Chamberlain, like those are great. Like I think they should be recognized more as better players just because of their stats. So James Harden, obviously, I think it is better for the Rockets. The fact that the streak ended, so now that James Harden doesn't feel that constant pressure to have to put up exactly 30 or more in order to try to pass Wilts or something like that. Because, I mean, that's a historic streak, second best all time. But I I think it's better off for him and the Rockets now that his teammates don't feel like they have to give him the ball in order to keep the streak going and that Harden himself doesn't have to feel like he's doing that. So I think now you you might see a little more team basketball coming from the Rockets. Obviously, James Harden's still going to be doing his tremendous isolation play. But 
I think that overall it will help the Rockets, and I think it's better that it ended now or sooner than later as they are heading into a playoff stretch. Yeah, I definitely am going to agree with you on this one. Uh, Last night, I believe he shot 0 of 10 behind the three-point arc. So, I mean, his numbers were slowly – you can tell he's starting to get a a bit fatigued having to put up huge numbers each night. And, you know, like he uh, was not shooting great percentages. Now he can work – worry more about helping his team succeed. Uh, he's got Chris Paul back, of course, uh, an all-star in Chris Paul. So, I mean, they can definitely move the ball more. Yeah, like you said, you definitely want to keep him isolated sometimes, but like maybe you can get him in a corner where he can uh, just catch and shoot uh, off of a three instead of having to worry about, you know, the step-back threes and stuff like that because, you know, he's starting to – you can tell he's definitely getting tired with the, uh, with the three ball. I mean, inside he's still able to draw fouls. Uh, he puts up about 15 free throws per night. He's still looking like a great player, but I definitely believe this ending is going to contribute to them in the playoffs because maybe he can rest up in a couple games. They have some good talent around him, uh, which they can lean on and kind of give him a break going into the playoffs so he he can definitely be ready. Yeah, James Harden, don't get me wrong, fantastic player, but I think this is a lot better overall for the Rockets. Um, Are the Bucs... Okay, sorry. In a recent uh, power ranking that just came out for this week in the NBA... Um, it put the Bucks as the number one team in football, or sorry, in ba- basketball. Sorry, I just lost focus there for a second. Um, are the Bucks a legitimate contender, being power ranked at number one this week over the Golden State Warriors? How will they match up against the loaded Warriors? Uh, I believe that the Bucks can definitely come out of the East. Uh, Giannis and Chris Middleton, uh, Malcolm Brogdon—they—they've got some good pieces over there. But matching up against the Warriors, who have uh, legitimate five all-stars starting on their lineup. I They're definitely, just because the Warriors are a bit cold right now, that's why they got ranked number one. And obviously these uh, power rankings are not, you, you can't really trust them as much because obviously they're based off of what just happened in the in the last week. Um, so, I mean, people have down weeks, people have up weeks. I don't think anyone's going to be able to match up against the Warriors this year. Uh, it would have to be a uh, legit upset by like the Kings or the Spurs or whoever the Warriors play in the first round, considering they're going to have a, a re- very high seed because uh, they're they're being they're ha- playing some good basketball right now. But I definitely believe that uh, anyone in the East is gonna is gonna have to have a tremendous series against this team because they're just absolutely loaded. I think everyone already knows this, but I don't think them being moved down to two in power rankings for one week is changes anything that they're still probably going to win the finals this year yeah I personally don't put that much faith into power rankings I mean like it's it's a one-week power ranking if the Warriors went out this okay sorry which is and hypothetically the Warriors are number one in the power ranking at this moment if they go out and they lose one game and Steph Curry shoots like I don't know 10% from three in a game Klay Thompson goes cold in one game, and they lose to, I don't know, the Bulls or something. Like, they're going to move down a spot. But do we is that honestly going to waver your opinion that they're probably going to win the NBA title? No. So I think I agree with you, Shane, that the Bucks will – I think the Bucks will be very strong contenders to make it out of the East. I think they'll reach the Eastern Conference Finals. But I don't know I, – yeah, they, I, just, I don't think they can compete with the Warriors. They, I don't see anything on the Bucks that I'm like – Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, uh, KD, Boogie, like that's that's a really solid team that can compete with them. I just don't see it. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Uh, thank you for listening to our episode this week. Uh, stay tuned for more episodes in the future. Thank you.